Raven, this week, I want to know all about you. Part two! and welcome to another episode of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson and alongside me, as always, he is my lifelong friend. He is my favorite bird and he is somebody who has been, uh, well, quite the unbusy boy in some ways. Raven Stadmiller. Hello. I'm unbusy. That's a word. You were I was at one point. I, I I I cannot express how nice and how how great it was to be unbusy and get out of bed at 8:30 Tuesday morning, which is sleeping in. That's sleeping in for me. God, being an adult sucks. Uh got out of bed at 8:30 and then walked over to the couch and played Fire Emblem 3 Houses for 12 hours and went to bed. It was great. 10 out of 10. Want to do it again. Mm, good. Good, good. <laughs> I am a busy boy, though. <laughs> You're always busy, Casey. I, uh, I That is something that has never... You saying that you're busy is never a surprise. It's always like, yeah, that sucks. But it's like every time I'm talking to you, you're like, yeah, I'm doing this project. I got this thing coming up. You know, I'm doing this project. And here's project. three new things I added, even right. though I'm already struggling with all of the normal stuff. And we got to record this week, and I got to edit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten to the point where recording with you is like an opportunity to breathe. <laughs> it's just forty-five I'm like, minutes. I know that we, what I'm gonna do. Yeah, we just talked for forty-five minutes. It's nothing. Okay, hold on. It has never been only forty-five minutes. We have gotten. Well, that's true. I'm about to say like we could probably to fit today's into forty-five minutes, but I guess we did talk for what twenty minutes off air before we actually started recording. Uh, half hour. It's oh. been a half hour. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is why I, I just love goofing off with you, man. So, so you say you're busy. What, what's going on? Oh man. So, um, first things first. Uh, to all of my um, adoring fans, um, which, by the way, Raven, I, I just I would just like to say this right now to the people who are listening. Um, we have noticed a significant uptick. In the downloads that we get every week on this podcast, I don't want to over. I don't want to overstate. I don't want to speak for Raven here, but I think I do speak for Raven when I say, "Tell us who you are." <laughs> oh my god, dude! I so last. Oh no, it was like almost two or three weeks ago at this point. I'm getting ready to upload my episode of NitPixels. la di da di da going online, clickety-clickety-clack. Uh, the, we- the web front that we use to upload and host our host our podcasts has a little like analytics bar like right at the front so you can see kind of how everything's going. And I'm like, okay, that graph looks about right. Uh, which, because, you know, on each episode, we only do about five to ten downloads or so every week, which is like fine. I'm not... This isn't something that I'm like, we need to start making a profit on this. This is just something I do for fun. Uh, Casey is the same way as well. I mean, we won't complain if there's a profit, send us your money. But uh, I look at the actual numbers and the analytics instead of saying Unless this. Unless you're t- Lenovo. Fuck Lenovo. Um, <laughs> it, so the typical numbers usually say about somewhere 10 is usually a high number. 
one week there was just 219 downloads in a single week. I had no idea what happened. Yeah, suddenly just Mount Everest <laughs> is on this graph. <laughs> and I text Casey and I'm like, hey, um, have, have you seen this? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And so I tell him. And it's still holding, like, not as strong, but it's still holding pretty strong. I didn't check last week, but this week on Sunday there was 40 downloads or something. Like, I don't know who you are, but I love you. Please, and please tell us who you please are. Please tell us who you are, man. Because you either you either know us, or we're like somewhat entertaining, and I need to know which one it is. I can't live if, if it's not knowing which one of the two it is. And it's like, if if you know us, why haven't you said anything yet? And if you just think that we're entertaining. Why haven't you said anything yet? I know the Twitter account looks dead, but I think Casey checks it. Maybe. Actually, it reminds me. Maybe I should check the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, I have a notification. Nothing. It's probably just, yeah, somebody tweeted something. It sure is. Um. Anyway, please, as Casey said, please tell us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Anyway, now that we're done demanding answers, I'll continue telling me <laughs> you about my week. Okay. So, um, to all my adoring fans, unfortunately, I have to make this announcement, and that is that there will not be a case study releasing um, on the 16th, a couple days after you hear this. I know that I promised um, Balan Wonderworld, and believe me, it's coming. Oh, believe me, it's coming. Um, But... And I'm not going to get into anything too crazy, but there are certain circumstances that arise sometimes in life, and circumstances have arisen in this case. Maybe the circumstances aren't so good, but the circumstances do lead to good things. And while I am continuing to do social media and some video work for uh, Disc Replay, and I still love my job very much... Um, the case study show is going to be migrating and I know what you're thinking. Where is it going to migrate to? Well, that's going to be announcement that's going to happen soon. And I will let you know. And Raven, that has been my week. And that makes it sound a lot less busy and stressful than it has been. But that's been my week. Casey, do you need a hug? You've been through a lot, it seems like. You know, <laughs> I I got my first COVID shot. I get my second one in two weeks. Mm. and then, I'm getting my uh, first one tomorrow. And so so mid-May, you, you want to you wanna have a hug? hug? You want to hug? Yeah. Okay. I'll put it in my calendar. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hug like May 15th or something whenever, whenever we can. Okay? Okay. Okay. Hold up all your stress until then. I'm known. I am known to give quite excellent hugs. In fact, it's one of my. You know, it's funny because you just said May fifteenth, but I just checked and that's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that seems about right. That's probably when the second shot will clear you. <laughs> oh, wow, go me. Um, but yeah, no. So I've got um some. Big stuff in the pipeline, and Raven knows about the big stuff, and he can confirm that it's big stuff. It's quite big stuff. Um, and it may or may not be big stuff that 
Raven and I previously tried at some point in our lives. Maybe. Um, and, and we decided, hey, let's just do this podcast instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Casey, I have no but, idea what you're talking about. It could be literally anything. We tried so many things. You know, there was the time that you know, we... that is fair. That we, um, well, maybe there only was... Uh, whatever. Oh, please do go on. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it we, we just talked a lot about doing things. <laughs> yeah. And then we did something. And that kind of, that went okay. And then things happened and... Now I'm doing something like it. And like it, yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> so I know I'm going to... Ordinarily, this is the point where I would ask you, so how have you been? Mm-hmm. But I know the answer to how have you been. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to skip the question and I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. At the end of the show, Raven will be answering the question of how he's been. Okay. Um, but I will give you, Raven, a, a little bit of a peek into a, a little microcosm of my week. Oh. And you reminded me of this story just before we went on air. <laughs> and you know, a little, you know, how much of the sausage is made here. Um... We we film or we tape those little stingers that you hear at the beginning of the show right before we tape the show. Um, and I did that thing where I was like, Raven, I want to know all about you. Except I said, Raven. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and he told me about how he knew he shouldn't say that, but he couldn't stop himself. By the time I recognized that I shouldn't have said it, it w- the words were already in the air. They were spoken into existence. So, yesterday, I'm uh, standing at work with Ben. Of course, Ben, famous on this show, discussed many a time. Shout-outs to Ben. Um, Shout-outs to Ben. And he... We're talking about the fact that um, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga has been delayed again. That's the worst news in gaming history. Oh, indefinitely. It's yeah. a terrible day to be a Lego Star Wars fan, which is anybody. Um, everybody's a Lego Star Wars fan. Continue, please. And he and he was like, you know, I kind of understand why they did it because they're trying to make this the biggest Lego game ever, and they just grossly underestimated the amount of time that it would take to get them done. And as he's saying this, he finishes his sentence and I look over at him just in time to see him straight up take a bottle of water and pour it down the front of himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he took it and it was, it was the same motion with his left hand as if he were taking a drink, except it was nowhere near his mouth and he just poured it down the front of himself. Is, is, and Is he okay? I lost all control of myself, (laughs) not because he did that thing, but because as he did it, he was looking at his own hand like, no, what are you doing? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just confused and shocked 
and a little angry that he couldn't stop it from happening. (laughs) And he told me afterwards, he said, well, I had made the decision. I don't want to take this drink. I want to keep talking. And then his left hand just kept going. (laughs) He just poured a sip of water down the front of himself. That is the first time that I've ever legitimately hit the ground. I was laughing so hard. I was in tears because like he had this look on his face like, wait, what? Mm hmm. What is happening? I can't stop it. (laughs) That's what you reminded me of. And that's a pretty solid representation of my week, I would say. (laughs) So except a lot less laughter. Yeah. Um, Raven amongst. Amongst all of the things that you've been doing. Have you played any games? Yeah, in fact. Um, so I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I've played a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses in the past week. It's just, I was like, I have so many new games I bought. I don't know what to play. And I was like, uh, I want to play Japanese anime chess. And so here I am playing fancy Japanese anime chess. It's great. The game's a lot of fun. Big fan of Fire Emblem. Always have been. Three Houses It's just, it's a, it's a good game. It's just a good game. Um, I started playing Miles Morales yesterday or no, mm. that was like Tuesday or so I checked my total completion percent. I am at 60% completion on that game. And I was like, wow, this game is real short, huh? It is short. Uh, but it's well worth but it. Dear God, is it good? Um, I, I would say that, uh, let's see. I, I just had the thing with the bad guy on the roof and the sword and the, haha. you know what I'm talking about. Right? It, it, it's been a few months, but yes, I do know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, that's about how far I am. So I would say I'm like probably halfway through, roughly. Have you um, done any of the missions with sound yet? Missions with sound? No, you have not. Okay, you haven't gotten to... Raven, I'm going to be honest with you. When you get to this part and you start doing these missions, uh-huh. you're going to be like, oh my god, yes... This is exactly what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get really annoyed. <laughs> Not because they're bad missions, but just because they're finicky. Ooh. Um, yeah, looking forward to that update on, uh, on, on next week's show. No, yesterday I just did a bunch of side quest stuff. Did... All the combat trainings. I did all of the stealth trainings. I did the second traversal training, uh, where you're zip or the third one. I have one more combat training left, actually. Uh, but those are fun. The progression feels really s- simple, but really elegant. They gave you zip two point from the very beginning, as opposed to making it a skill that you unlock. Which thank God, because having to unlock that sucked. Because it's the best piece of movement that you have in the game. Um, I think. I'm pretty sure you had to unlock it in the first one. But yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of the leap, the like speed boost leap, aren't I? Well, yeah, maybe. Or honestly, you may be thinking of Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, which was a very <laughs> similar game. I very well could be. 
now I just have pizza I, I did a um, I did a video I did a case study about movie tie-in games and going back to Spider-Man 2 I was like oh they took every inspiration <laughs> from this game <laughs> oh, man. as well as they should yeah that was a good game very good game in its own right um but yeah, so I've been playing through that, been enjoying myself, uh, played a little bit of Clubhouse games with Emily, figured out I am a fucking master at Connect 4, and I'm terrible at Moncala. Absolutely awful at Moncala. Uh, but I'm very confident in my Connect 4 skills. So, um, I think that's it. I haven't been playing a lot of different games, but I've been playing a lot of the few games that I have been playing if that makes sense that's always good it's nice to get back to that yeah being able to just sit down and have oh excuse me being able to sit down and just have a couple of hours and just like going into that one game i know that there are gameplay portions of three houses where it's not even i'm not even doing the combat portion i'm just walking around the campus fishing and farming and talking to various characters and I want and like watching their support scenes and stuff. Like when I say that takes, that probably takes me like two hours to do. So like, cause I like to make sure I talk to everybody and fully engross myself in the world, watch all the sports stuff. It's like, takes me a couple hours. Cause then I also do all of my pre-combat planning and oh, I love that game. It's so fun, which it sounds like advanced spreadsheets, which it is, but man, do I love those spreadsheets? Hmm. Spreadsheets. How about you, Casey? What have you been playing? Um, so obviously there's some Minecraft in there. Um, I did something that I'm very proud of myself for. That's a very small thing in Minecraft. Oh, I, so I lucked out when you go down into our mine, it, it opens right up into a cave system and in this cave system, I found a zombie spawner mm. that is like almost picture perfect straight under our farm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, time to make a zombie farm. Mm-hmm. And so Raven, I made a zombie farm completely from memory. Oh, wow. That's I got impressive. all of the dimensions right. I made the water elevator work. So, like, so why farm zombies? What what do they drop in particular that you would want? Just experience? It's just XP. And you can't, like... It's not like you can choose what spawner you find. Mm-hmm. Like, if you run across a uh, skeleton one, obviously the skeleton farms are the best. Right, because they give you bones because... and arrows and feathers. Not feathers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you work with what you're given, and at the end of the day, you know, you're choosing between one-hitting zombies or one-hitting skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, one punch at that. So, you know... It just happened to be right there. Hopefully someday I'll find a skeleton spawner and make a second one. But, uh, yeah, no, I was very excited about that. So, because 
I didn't have faith in my ability to make it from memory. Uh huh. But I did. I'm very proud of you. Because oh, excuse me. Because I have never made a a farm in like like an automatic farm in Minecraft. You know, mm-hmm. I always just kind of, if I need some, I, I never get to the point in the game where that is something I want to be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm always kind of just like walking around doing my things at my own pace, la di da di da And it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this all, build my house, build out my animal and food farm. And, and that's it. And I'm going to go mine. And that's it. I don't, I don't want to go fight ender dragons. I don't want to go to the end. I don't want to go to the end cities. I just want to, I just want to mine, build a cute house. I'm glad that you mentioned going places. Uh-huh. Because I had an incident happen. Oh, no. I, man, I don't remember what night it was, but I had to go, in order to make this farm, you have to install a water elevator. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to do that at all? Uh, you just like dig straight up and then you just put water at the top and just let it fall, right? Kind of? Well, yes, except it has to be in like a column. Right. And then you have to plant kelp all the way up mm. and then break the kelp because putting kelp in a water block turns it into a source block rather than flowing water. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom you put soul sand and soul sand... Um, produces bubbles it produces oxygen oh that's neat and so you step in at the bottom and it like shoots you upwards at hyperspeed Mm -hmm. so i needed to make one of them and so that meant i needed to go to the nether Mm -hmm. um now raven this is my first true experience in the new nether oh oh Funny thing about soul sand, uh huh, it's a biome now that you have to find. Correct. It doesn't just randomly spawn everywhere. You have to specifically find a sandstone or a sand, a soul sand biome. Jesus. Yeah, like a soul sand desert, basically. Yeah, is what it is. I, I have watched my fair and share of Minecraft speedruns. <laughs> I start running around. And very quickly, I realize that I am lost. Uh-oh. And I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. I'm just, I'm going to find this soul sand. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm running past all of these mobs and the piglins want my gold. And there are these weird bull looking things. I don't know what those are. And running through all of these. And I'm like. Like, half of me is like, wow, this is really cool and really robust and awesome. And then the other half of me is like, shit, 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 Yeah. <laughs> gotta not die, gotta not die, gotta not die. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. And so I finally find Soul Sand and I'm like, Nia, I need a favor. And she's like, what? I'm like, I need you to step through the nether portal. And tell me what your coordinates are. Mm-hmm. So that you can step back through the nether portal and so that I can find my way back. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay. <clears throat> Today and I the learned coordinates you could pull up the... were like 
Do, do what? So today, are you guys playing on like your Switches or? Yeah, right? Uh, I'm playing on my PS5. She's playing on her Switch. Neat. I had no idea you could do crossplay like that. Today, I learned that you could pull up your coordinates on the uh, Bedrock version, so I thought you could only do it on the Java version. Continue. You can set it to just automatically display in the top left-hand corner at all times. Yeah, there there aren't there aren't a ton of differences between Bedrock and Java really anymore, and we're playing through a realm. Oh, okay. That I own. Um, yeah. So yeah, because if you're not in a realm, then like. I can only invite her to join onto my session. Like if she wanted to play by herself, she in in the world, she couldn't do it. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so she steps through and she's like, it is at, um, two fifty six ninety four twenty five. So, 256X, Y is 94, uh-huh. and the Z is 25. I look at my coordinates, and they are as follows. 2,500. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 35. 1400 oh good god and i'm like i i ran 2500 blocks diagonally (laughs) oh my god trying to find soul sand so i collect the soul sand and i start running back home and thank God I had a golden apple on me because it saved me. I got into multiple skirmishes. By the way, past like 10,000 soul sand biomes on the way back. Mm-hmm. Very upset about that. <laughs> I, I strip mined through part of it until I completely ran out. Didn't have a pickaxe on me. Just used it all up. Uh Uh-huh. And then... At the end of the whole thing, I finally find my way... To the nether portal. I can see it. It's like 50 blocks away. There's a huge trench, right? Like, it just falls. It's the nether. Between us. And so I built a straight line over there to it. And I finally made it back. It, by the way, this was like an hour. That I right. Was just right. You don't you don't travel twenty five hundred blocks in a minute. That is very much like you you were traveling for half of an hour at least. Just trying well, to find mo- sand. Most of it was like running in one direction. So like that part, getting the twenty five hundred blocks in the first place only took like fifteen minutes. It took forty five minutes to find my way back. Because it apparently just doesn't work in reverse. Hmm. So I get back through the portal and I'm just throwing away the massive amounts of, of nether rack that I have mined throughout this experience. Uh-huh. And I incinerate the soul sand that I got. Oh no, Casey. 
To which my darling girlfriend responds, rightfully so, you're an idiot. (laughs) True. So I decide the next day I'm going back, except this time I'm taking like five iron pickaxes. I, you know, we don't have an enchantment area set up, but I put sharp one on my sword and prop one on all of my like iron armor. Uh huh. Like I just did the very basics. I put, um, power one on my bow. So I'm just like a little yoked. Yeah. <laughs> baby yoked. It's like a small yeah, baby egg yoked. yoked. <laughs> yeah. It's like those child bodybuilders. <laughs> You ever look at a child and go, damn, that kid could lift me. That's how you were. (laughs) What am I saying? (laughs) So I go back and I'm like, all right, the first thing that I'm doing, I'm stepping through the tunnel and I'm strip mining and I'm going in a direction until I hit like either a gulf um, of death or like something bad run across some lava then I'm going in a different direction I burn through pickaxes but I know for a fact that there are like 80 of those biomes around me I've just got to find one Mm -hmm. and thank god I ended up finding one so now I've got a direct tunnel to soul sand when and if I need it um but talk about an experience that was an experience Mm mm-hmm Good God. I. This is and why I don't. Then there's Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> I have for Oh my God. Balan Wonderworld. Is it as bad as everybody says it is? Or is it worse? So, okay. I've only made it through the first world so far. Uh huh. And because I've only made it through one world, I don't want to pass judgment too quickly. Mm hmm. So. I'm going to say this in a fair way and not be too harsh on the game. Mm-hmm. This is one of the worst games I've ever played. At least it's not the worst so far. Well, that was because I was saying it nicely. Right, right. You'll get there by and next choosing week. choosing not to pass judgment. The first stage... It's all about corn. It's on a farm. There's a lot of corn. I just played through a platforming level based on Indiana. I can't even have escapism anymore. You know, this game sounds pretty corny so far. Ah, uh, I see you're being silent. It seems you are a husk of your former self. And he left! <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I've chosen to give you one more chance. (laughs) This is my one more chance not to pass 10 years or whatever. (laughs) This is what your one more chance is on. That was your opportunity, man. You could have just left. There's only more where that came from. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So... More coming next week for sure, but I can't pass up this opportunity. Um, Raven, uh, let's talk a little bit about 
where you were at in gaming mm-hmm. when we started meet meeting mm-hmm. when we met. Yeah, that, that's the sentence. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're so, I, I, I'm I'm loopy. I'm ready to go. Um. So where were we at as of the end of our last edition of Ravenstab Miller's History and Gaming? So last we talked about, we talked about my leaving of middle school and going into high school and how I've went from kind of just playing whatever I had to playing games that had a story because I just wanted to be engrossed in a world. That's all I cared about was a game that was long and had a, had a really good story. To me, and you as did like thirteen, not what care was the story? What the um, what the gameplay was like? That's correct. At all. That's correct. Did not care. I'd play anything. Um, did play anything. In fact, so around this time, you met a couple amazing people. One in particular. Uh huh. Shout outs to and Jacob, the real homie. um when did that well i i know you said that didn't start to change for you even until just a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. was there any distinct shift throughout high school did you did you start to prefer a certain genre at all i think high school is really whenever i know i talked about how i was like really into rpgs but I think that high school was like really when it solidified for me, you know, leading, leaving middle school, going into high school. That's when my mom married my stepfather. And so I met my stepbrothers and they were playing stuff like Mass Effect and Dragon Age and Fallout. That's how I got introduced to all those really popular Western RPGs at the time. So I played that was when I played all of those games. You know, I played a lot of Fallout 3, played a lot of Dragon Age, all, all, of, all the Dragon Ages, um, played Elder Scrolls 4 for the first time. You know, I played all of those games, and then a couple of years afterwards, I got my I got my very first console, which was a PS3, or not my very first one, but like my first non Nintendo console was a PS3 that I owned myself, and with that, I got Final Fantasy 13, which all very very divisive game, but I enjoyed it when I played it because had a good story. Um, but that's really when we start seeing me going into RPGs of various forms, whether they're, you know. That's when I also played the original Final Fantasy VII. So, like, anywhere from tournament-based RPGs, like Final Fantasy VII and Pokemon, to more Western RPGs, like Oblivion and Fallout and Dragon Age, to uh, off-style Japanese RPGs, like Final Fantasy XIII is not strictly turn-based, and stuff like that is when that's kind of where all of my time went into, was RPGs of varying differences. And is... This when you when when did you pick up Assassin's Creed? I would have played Assassin's Creed. I would have started with Assassin's Creed 2. I had it for my PS3. So I would have played it whenever it was one of the first games I played on that. Would have probably been my sophomore year of high school ish, so like 2011-2012 couple years like a year or two after it came out for the first time so you still care mostly about story 
do you start being picky at all about gameplay as your tastes start to solidify? No. This, whenever I say that this is a thing that happens, like it is a thing that happened during college. Like whenever right. I was in high school, I just played whatever games. And this is start whenever I start developing more. There's no nice way to say brand loyalty, but it's not like I was diehard, like excusing. Well, at, in, at the time I was, I was kind of diehard excusing whatever faults were in any game because I liked playing them. Um, But, you know, we start seeing me late high school right before I go to college is whenever I start playing Smash Brothers like kind of like seriously for the first time you know I play um just a lot of various games but it I played Smash because it was fun I didn't play it because I I really and and so I'm talking about this outside right I'm like I didn't care about the gameplay but like in reality I probably did but it wasn't that I was hyper intent on focusing on a gameplay style, but more I was just going, am I having fun playing this game? Because if I wasn't, I just stopped playing it. And there are very few games I just stopped playing because I didn't enjoy them. Few, if any. I I guess that's kind of what I was getting at to a certain extent in that this is where a lot of your you start to realize what your preferences are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you can't necessarily have preferences without having stuff that you like better than other stuff. Right. But at the same time, you don't care about gameplay that much. But you do like this gameplay over here a little better because you're obviously gravitating to more stuff like it. Right. And it's like I preferred RPGs, right, because I played so many of them because they had everything that I wanted, which was a long game with a really interesting story. The older ones had a lot of interesting choices. A lot of replay value was another big thing I was into. Um, but that, But everything I just said wasn't gameplay related. Everything I just said was narrative driven in some capacity, right? So even though I liked those styles of games back then, it wasn't necessarily because I liked how they played. I liked what they did, right? Like if you were to go back and ask Raven in 2013, whenever he was playing Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, what his favorite thing about it was, he would tell you that, oh, I like looking at all of the characters. I like going to all the various places. I like talking to every and like all the NPCs I come across, I like collecting all of the loot. I like um, gambling, like doing gambling at the casino because that's fun, right? I like kind of upgrading my character and leveling up. Okay, some of that stuff is gameplay, sure, but the big ones are so the gameplay ones are picking up loot and upgrading my character. Everything else is pretty much narrative driven. So even though I was gravitating towards these styles of games, it was kind of for different reasons than you might expect. And now to say in today's terms, I prefer those games because of the depth of gameplay intricacies that they can provide, especially in like Fallout 4. It's just that you can play it in so many different ways and have so many different things going on in it, so many different systems that kind of complement each other extremely well. It, I, I guess it's an interesting question to explore the the question of the chicken and the egg in this particular situation mm-hmm. because like 
if gameplay wasn't that important to you, but you were developing these preferences, but the preferences that you developed, um, the preferences that you developed were for a reason that maybe one would not think you would develop preferences for. However, doubling it back down the other way, spoiler alert, you're still into all of these types of games. That is correct. And now it is for the combat. Correct. And as a communication scholar, right? Like, as somebody who has done a little bit of study on this type of stuff, a lot of me, some of me wonders if your preferences formed, if part of the reason that you like this particular gameplay now is... And not all, but just a part. If part of it is because, well, dear God, I really like these other aspects. I associate those with a positive experience. Like, I don't know, it gets into the nuts and bolts of how the brain works. But I wonder if one of those influenced the other in a way that you never realized. I'm sure it did, right? There's no way that... I still enjoy like story driven games, but whenever I play a game now, it's less for the story and more for the gameplay. So I had to like something about those story driven games in particular. Is it, was it in, if that could very well just be the setting, right? Is why I gravitated towards those ones. I just like being lo- lost into a X, X kind of fantasy or sci-fi world in it. Right. Um, but I cannot think of any game that I was like, this game is fun. Like, I, 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 I always thought of I enjoyed this game, but I can't think of any game that I would have played as a kid that I liked and dissected the systems of. In fact, one of, I can I can barely think of the first one I ever really did. I just noticed the shift in, like, 2017. It was whenever I first really started noticing myself going, I really like how this game operates. This is a fun and interesting mechanic. Because up to that point, it so, was just games. As you... So you get out of high school... Um, 2014, graduated high school. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, not too awfully long after that, a um, a friend from high school messages you with an idea, and the original iteration of making fun begins. Now, at that time. The goal behind making fun was not so much to be one podcast, but to put out video content on YouTube. We were, connect the dots, people. We were we were trying to be a media conglomerate at the young age of like barely nineteen. I was nineteen. You were not even eighteen yet. I think uh, everybody else that was involved. No, I I, no, I was eighteen. Oh, you were okay. So we were very young. Like I was barely into my first year of college like you were 18 you had you were still in high school like or just had graduated that summer it was just we tried to think on too much whenever we did that first iteration i am much happier with what we're doing now as a side note but yes yeah so so that is a thing that happens you message me and say hey let's do this thing and i'm like heck yeah i like casey i like doing things with casey uh, yeah, and so we 
tried to be a successful YouTube channel. No connection between what I said now and earlier whatsoever. Huh? What did you say? Huh? Anyway. Um. So. When we do that. The way that we, we talked about things. Did that change your thought process at all? Because. By this time, you're in college. Mm-hmm. And by this time, you're already taking video game classes. Correct. So... By, by this time, wh- I am taking introductory, like, before you join the college video game classes. So I'm taking, right. like, games and their impact in media, and this is... I, I took video history of video games afterwards, but I took introductory to games programming is what I had done, right? So I'm still not even taking games courses by by this point. I'm not taking games courses that like actually impact my thinking until the next year following this year when we're doing the initial run of making fun and before we do 1.5 and then this is 2.0. Um... So whenever we're doing the initial run of making fun, I'm still just playing games that are fun, right? There's a little bit of a demeanor change. I'm also playing games that don't have like big stories because I'm interested in trying them, but it doesn't stick as well. I'm still going back to my Pokemon. I'm still going back to my, you know, my Fallouts, my Grand Theft Auto at the time, all of my big RPGs. That's stuff I'm consistently still going back to. Uh, but I this right. I am at and, this and point this starting to branch out. Yeah. This is 2016. Um, so I am going on 20 at this mm-hmm. point. Myself as well. Um, so it's about a year after this, long after the um, the dissolution of what was making fun. R.I.P. Our media conglomerate. Time. Right. Um, which, by the way, there was no fight. We just kind of stopped doing. We just <laughs> we just didn't have the time. I I was living a state away, case or a city away, and Casey kept driving down, and that just wasn't feasible. And so we just, you know, there have been times that I've kind of wondered what would happen if I just don't text Casey asking if we're recording today. I I I I'm just like, will he say something? Will I just show up at he? Well, now, now I yeah. would. Now now you would because I need yeah. this. <laughs> but but at the time we just because I was busy with my classes and my job. Casey was busy with starting his classes and doing his job. You were working two jobs at this time. I think you were still working at the barrel, uh, but you were also starting to do some other. A, a lot of your emerge stuff was at this time as well. Um, so it just kind of naturally drifted apart. But at the same time, this is whenever I started taking my first design courses, playing games and figuring out like making games, like actually designing systems and stuff. And so this is whenever I started lo- really looking into the artistic elements of what games were, right? This is whenever I start going into and going, okay, my 
Pokemon that I've been playing is an entire system based around me getting one Pokemon and then going and knocking out a bunch of other Pokemon to, to raise it, right? In that same vein, I take that system and I apply it upon trainers and get more experience doing that. But the trainers also give money. So then I have a shop integration into that, which is another loop. Sorry, I should be saying loops and not systems. Um, it's been a while since I've talked about it at such a high level like this, but you have all of these loops that fit in together into a system, which is battling, right? The entire goal of battling is to get experience so you can from wild Pokemon so you can beat the trainer Pokemon, which will let you get more money, which will allow you to better fight and catch Pokemon, right? Th- there's all these interlocking systems that start making my brain go, huh, that's really cool. I like how this works. And so because I'm forced in college curriculum to start looking at these game systems and writing weekly papers on a game topic that I'm given or choosing one myself and writing out what the systems are and how to how it kind of works, I start noticing the intricacies and really developing a love for seeing how games operate. So interesting hypothetical here then if you know we we make fun of this this phrase a lot here but legitimately the the the, the reason it said this way is because once you know how the sausage is made <laughs> yeah you never think about sausage the same way yeah. again exactly i I once um, learned how to make video games, and now I cannot ever just look at a game without dissolving, like, dissecting what I'm doing at any given moment, right? And that's why you, whenever I talk about games, I don't know if, like, the people at home have noticed, you've noticed, where I'll talk about a game and be like, I, I'm doing this thing. This is a thing that I'm enjoying. This is another system that I'm not enjoying as much. You know, whenever I was talking about Spider-Man, I was like, it's a fun game. I'm doing all of these things. I have my favorite mechanic here. I did all of, the, I'm doing these actions. And then I was like, and the story thing is just this little part here. Because I'm as I'm playing it, I'm just having fun also trying to figure out how to best utilize these mechanics, right? I figured out a way to skip animations inconsistently in Spider-Man, and I've been using that to my advantage to, like, do things faster during, like, the stealth challenges. Um, and just breaking it like that and, like, toning down the systems and saying, okay, what are the main things and laying them out has me, and, like, having to do that for college has changed how I look at everything related to video games. Do you think that that like if you don't have that moment right like if you don't take those classes mm-hmm. then do you think you ever start looking no. at games differently absolutely not there's no way i would still be playing games for the story right there there's a small chance that i would play more games just cuz like how social media has evolved and learning it like tonight i'm playing fall guys but even then, I might not have played it because I might still be in Columbus, right? There, there's Because I'm playing it tonight with some friends uh, because the new season's apparently really fun. And there's an all-slime climb mode, and I'm known to uh, climb some slime. And there's just... There's so many chain events that happen that, like, who knows? Maybe if I was still in Columbus, I wouldn't have... I, wouldn't, I, I know I wouldn't have met all the people I did, right? Um, even if I went to game design stuff, if I didn't do that, like, what was I doing right 
would I still end up in the same avenue that I'm in? And if I had, would I, would I, I don't even know if I'd still be playing video games at this point, right? Like, I'm sure I would be in a smaller capacity, but I wouldn't be nearly as passionate about them as I, as I am. So to answer your question, no, I don't, I think I would still be just looking at games as like a, a, a medium to tell me a story, right? I wouldn't be looking at them any deeper than that, other than just being like, this game is fun because I like this thing going on. But I wouldn't be forcibly recognizing what the loops that feed into each other are and how it overall makes my character like how it makes me feel as a player you know do you do you ever miss being able to look at games that simply i don't think so um because whenever i first look at a game you know, whenever I'm watching trailers and stuff, that's what I'm doing, right? I, Whenever I watch a trailer, I'm just looking at it simply being like, that game looks fun. I'm not trying to dissect everything. In a, in a minute or two minute trailer, I can't do that, right? So I'm just like, and I still, you know, I, I go on about Pokemon all the time. I still look at Pokemon that way. It's not like I'm going, I can't wait to go dissect the new Pokemon game because I've played Pokemon for fucking 25 years. I've play this game or 20 years i've been playing this game forever there's only so much i can reiterate and rethink about the design of these games whenever they introduce new mechanics i can see how it integrates into everything but i just pick up pokemon and i just play it to enjoy and experience pokemon it really um changes for me whenever i'm playing a new game whenever i'm playing uh dead cells for the first time i picked up that game i was really into it slay the spire um stardew valley everything like that I'm picking up and I'm seeing how all these intricate systems work because that's how I've trained my brain to look at things now because of how my college curriculum and just because that's what I enjoy doing at this point. Right. So to a certain extent, it seems like the... It's not so much that you look at games more critically to a certain extent. It's just that they have a much higher ladder to climb with more rungs now in order to prove themselves sure. to you. Yeah, I would I would kind of go with that. And it in addition to that, I just hmm. That doesn't make sense. So I, I agree with what you're saying is that games have more like ladder like they have more rungs to climb but i won't it's weird it's rare even today that i stop playing a game because i'm not having fun it's more it's more common than it was previously um but most games nowadays are either if it's a game that's super long i'm probably going to get into it or if it's a game that i'm not super into it's usually only 10 hours anyway so i'm probably going to be done with it pretty fast i mean the longest games that i've played in a while is what i played the only games I've dropped recently is I, I, I never finished Luigi's Mansion 3 because I got really upset about how they were um, designing bosses towards the mid-late game and just not explaining how anything works and just expecting you to be like, okay, this mechanic that we've never shown you once in this entire level, yeah, you got to use that now. Um, so that got really frustrating, so I stopped playing that. And I'm probably going to go back and play it at some point with Emily because it's her favorite game, so we're going to restart it and play through it again. I stopped playing through... Um, what was it 
that's really the only now that i'm thinking about it, that's really the only one i can think of there's probably been like one or two here or there oh every time i've picked up the witcher i haven't been able to get into it i don't know what it is i think it's just time i don't think i have enough time to sit down and play the witcher um and i also don't know what's going on with like i need to just watch a, like a 50 minute long recap video of one and two to figure out what's going on in three because everybody tells me not to play the first two and just to play three um so i need to find the time to do that but those are the only two games i've ever like started playing and then just stopped like and there's games i've stopped just playing just naturally um but that's usually not for a lack of interest and just because there's a different game i want to play instead um there there are a few games that i've been like i am blacklisting this game this game sucks usually each game has its merits i still have fun with the witcher and luigi's mansion when i played them they're just games i can't get back into you know the only game i've stopped playing because i didn't like how its mechanics operated was sonic mania which is blasphemy to Sonic fans because that is like the holy grail of Sonic games because it's the most popular one. It's a return to form. It's everything everybody wanted from a Sonic game and I just did not like it. It just didn't feel good to me because of the idea. I'm going to go on my Sonic rant. Here it is. I've talked about how much Here I've talked about go. how much I hate 2D Sonic. Here it is. 2D Sonic games are all Sonic games are about going fast, right? You know what my favorite thing about going fast is? Stopping to do platforming. That is my favorite thing, right? No. No, it's not. I just want to go fast. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about my 2D platforming that I can barely recognize as coming up ahead of me because I'm too busy going so fast from the rest of the build-up through the game. I will say, Green Hill Zone and the 2D Sonic games are a joy because there's not deadly spikes every couple of seconds to, like, you have to navigate through, right? I Every late level in Sonic, you're always walking and then standing on platforms to do platforming, which isn't fast or fun, you know? Oh, you can you can get better at the Sonic game and then do it. No, I just want to go fast. I don't want to have to get better at it to go fast. I just want to go fast, which is why I like the 3D Sonic games because because you are behind Sonic. Oh, now we're getting to design territory. So the 2D Sonic, you can only see so much in front or behind him and above and below him. In 3D Sonic games, typically now you are behind him, so you see everything that's coming up ahead. So you have ample time to be able to react to what's coming. So if in a 2D Sonic game, if there's spikes up ahead, you can only see it whenever it gets onto the onto the screen that you're on, which is typically not great because you're going so fast. So you have a lot less time to react to it. But in a 3D Sonic game where you're behind it, you're going fast and you're getting into the rhythm of it and you're like, oh, there's an enemy up there. I can react to it because I can see it in the distance, right? It's like driving a car going forward versus driving a car by by looking at a droid that's driving next to you you don't have enough time to react okay i'm done ranting about sonic that is why i don't like 2d sonic games <sighs> and it's expressly a gameplay related reason which i never would have known if i didn't you know go to college i probably just would have been like eh, this game isn't for me i don't like it. it 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 feels weird i don't like it um but now you know why but now i know why exactly i know why i don't like it and i can i can succinctly say it and explain why I don't like it. <sighs> but if you like those games, that's okay. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean that you don't like it either. I enjoy and th- and that's what I do. One thing that I, I like about you is mm-hmm. that you like what you like and and you you don't like what you don't like but you also want people to like what they like mm-hmm. and given the amount of 
given the amount of knowledge that you legitimately have of games and how games are built and I mean very very much so how the sausage is made <laughs> you have to a certain extent that kind of authority that if you were like no this is objectively bad for X, Y, and Z reason mm-hmm. it, it would hold some merit but you don't do that no. No. Like, it, you just let people like what they like. Right. I, I was told multiple times growing up that I've been told multiple times growing up that, you know, I shouldn't like Pokemon because it's childish. And that sucks. I don't want anybody to feel that way. I don't have to like everything that other people like. That is what makes the world go round. Um, and I just... If if you do if you like a game and that's what you enjoy, go for it. You know, I didn't go on my Dark Souls rant today because I know there's a lot of people who probably are listening to this who really like the Souls games. They're just not for me. I could go on about it, but if you like that game, that is totally fine. Nobody should ever tell you. Nobody's opinions on anything should ever determine your opinion on it. So as we sit right now, what makes a good game to you? What makes a game, not that, you know, because you can pretty much enjoy still most of the games, but what to you makes a game that you can really sink your teeth into? So, first and foremost, I love a game that has really fun movement. The ability, the freedom to just move however I want and the character to do that is so important. Because if I feel like the controls are clunky, it just takes me out of whatever actions that I'm doing. So like Spider-Man Miles Morales, right? The movement that you have in that game is such a crucial part of how that game operates. And it's one of the main reasons that people love playing it, right? The joke is that you're always like, you really feel... Exactly. Seamless. You're always like, oh, you really feel like this character. But it, you really do feel like Spider-Man in that game because of how seamless the movement is, how fluid it is. There's not so many hoops to jump through. You need your R2 to swing and you need X to jump and gain height. And that is it. You just, and with Miles Morales, they're adding some more things, but you don't need that to do it. If you want to inc- add that, that's totally chill. But otherwise, you just kind of continue on with it. Um, secondly, you, you just, just have your main system make sense, right? I don't want to spend 10 hours grinding up something just for it not to matter in the end of the game or at least give me an emotional reason to care for it. Um, So like, I don't want to spend 10 hours just like doing a bunch of, let me, let me, let me think about what I'm trying to say here. So like in, in, oh, I'm going to use miles Morales because it's fresh on the brain, right? I'm playing miles Morales. You complete missions, you get skill points, you get tech points, you get activity points that feed all into progressing your character, right? Or giving you something. I, I just want to make sure that whatever you're doing isn't overly complicated. Like, I don't want... There there have been times that I've played games that's like, you get this kind of skill point on this level and this kind of perk point. And like, you have five or six different skill or point currencies that you're keeping track of that are all obtained in different ways. But like in Spider-Man, you just have the three that you're expressly looking for. You have activity points for doing activities, 
tech from Tinding Tech, skill points for leveling up. Those are your three, and they're very clear, defined, and easy to pick up. Um, more and more, I want a game that I can exploit as well. Uh, I just want to break in a game's economy because it's so fun. It is so fun to break a game's economy. Like I was playing Skyrim, but before I stopped playing it, my character was up to like level 80 or something, and he had 100,000 100, gold on him in any given moment just because that's what the character was doing. But that's more for if I want to progress further into the game. The main thing is that it could really be simplified to I want good movement. I want the loops to make sense in the connotations of the systems that they're involved in. <sighs> I like video games, Casey. So I know you like video games. Where do you see video games and their position in your life right now? Just unfortunately with how much I work, they're kind of taking a backseat in my life. Just because I have so much going on, you know, I'm working 40 hours a week and then I get home and I kind of just hang out and de-stress, which just can be video games. But by the time that I get into the game I'm playing, Emily gets home and then at that point, I I'm, I stop so that way we can try to figure out what's for dinner. And then if I'm making dinner, I make dinner. We sit down, we watch something while we're eating dinner. And by that point, it's 8.30, right? I go, I have to be in at work by 8, so I go to bed at 10.30 to make sure I get enough sleep. And that's starting to change a little bit. I'm starting to get less sleep just to kind of over it. But, you know, on most days, I only get to play games for like two hours. But it's, on the same hand, it's one of the most important parts because it's like my main hobby, because and not only just that I like to play them, but because I like to talk about them and think about them, right? So it's weird. It's like the it's like the backseat passenger that you have that won't stop talking about where you should take where you should take the car. That's kind of what I feel like it, but like in a good way, you know. Yeah. No, I mean it's like dessert. It may be one of the smallest portions of the meal, but it's the treat. It's exactly. the thing that you look forward to the most. Exactly. Hmm. So how have you been the last week? You know, you could say my life's a little bit above average as of the past week. I've had some pretty interesting things go on. Uh, The main thing in my life in the past week, of course, is that um, the system that we use to build computers at work broke. So I've been doing a lot of nothing at work, which has been nice that I can just kind of sit around and think. That's the most important thing that's happened to me in the last seven days. I don't think it is. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, I got engaged last week. That's the thing that happened. Oh! Yeah, almost, almost as important as me not doing work at work. But just a little bit more. A little bit more important than that. Almost? Oh, brother. (laughs) If we're going with almost, I might have to sign out of the call again because I don't want (laughs) to hear what's happening on the other end. No, 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 no. It's really, it's the most important part of my life at this point. Uh, I've been engaged. Emily and I have been together. It was five years in February. So, and I'm sure you know that because you and Nia have been together for roughly as long, right? It's like a couple of months later you guys started dating, so... Yeah, right right in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. So literally, like, not even just under six months later. So, yeah. So it's been five years as of February, and I was just like, you know what? I want to buy my girlfriend a very fancy ring and let her wear it. And I did. 
and that has more connotations than uh, I thought at first, but hey, it's chill. So I really couldn't think of a better person to spend the rest of my life with, truly. Uh, you know, I I didn't plan for how to segue out of that. <laughs> and... um, you know what I would actually prefer to... Um, you know what I would prefer to have with me the rest of my life, Casey, other than my lovely, dearing, endearing fiance? The listeners at home, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, while Casey is dying, um, if you listen this long, hey, please tell us who the fuck you are. Um, you can find us on social media at Twitter and Facebook at Making Fun Pod. You can find Casey on Twitter and Instagram at Casey on Camera. You can find me on. Twitter, technically, at Ravy underscore Baby. Um, we post episodes every week where we talk about various topics. Um, I believe coming up in the future, we will turn the tables, uh, do a little mixtape, and I will be interviewing Ooh. Casey and his career in gaming. And so I'm at... Oh, half of the turntables. <laughs> so definitely make sure you are subscribed if you want to hear that. Tell your friends about us and tell us who you are. Uh, Casey, any parting thoughts? Tell us who you are. <laughs> That's real that's really the big one at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. That's Past the biggest that, thing. Yeah. He is Ravenstab Miller. <laughs> My name is Casey Johnson. Thank you so much for listening to this show. And until next week, go out and brighten someone's day. And tell us who you are. <laughs>